daf is daf lamed zayin, page 37 in the Heligam Masech is getting. And we pick up from the second to last line on lamed vav amad is with the word mai. But we're going to back up a little bit because I went a little overtime, a little too close to Mincha, and Rabiel had to drop off a little early. So I'm going to go back. To where we left, unless you caught up with us. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, well, you forced me to... I uh, know, I went a little too close. So let's go back a little bit. We're going to go back to Ibailuhu, because this really restarts our sugya, right? So we got up to two lines. This is where you logged off. You logged off by Ibailuhu. They asked a question, searching for information. This is, uh, yeah, a few lines, uh, uh, ten lines approximately. Ten lines at the bottom, the first two words on the line. All right, Ibailuhu asked a question, searching for information. Now, we said... That the prusbul is albina. It's an albina. If you don't know what that means, good. Neither do we. But it's an albina in the face of the bezdin. That was Shmuel's statement. Now we wanted to know that hayobana lishna the chutzpahu is an obana, an expression of chutzpah, lishna dini chusahu, or is an expression of bini chusa. Is that it makes things like a, a calmer for bezdin. So the Gemara now is going to prove that it means chutzpah. And how do we prove it? How disgraceful is it for a kala to be mezane underneath the chupa? Says Rashi, says Rashi, what do you mean a kala being mezane to the chupa? Listen, it's never good to be mezane. If you right, never good. But under under the chupa. Now, what's the vart on the chuppah? Look, Rashi, incredible. This is what we did by the chet ego. By the Chet Ego, where Mom is standing, right after Matan Taira. And what do we do? We're Mazana with another, with a, with, with another uh, deity. Yeah, Mazana with another deity. We, have a, we, we bring out, and it's Mamish like Klal Yisrael, underneath our chuppah, Mamish by our Zinai. Okay, so you see that Aluva is an expression of chutzpah. Expression of brazenness. Amrav Mari, brother Bashmo Micro. What's the pasuk that talks about the, this brazenness? While the rabbi Shalaylam, while the king is at the party, my smell was giving my, my uh, not my smell, my fragrance. Thank you. My, um, my, my the, the, the perfume was giving fragrance. Was giving off a smell. I don't know what's fragrance, the source of smell or not. It's a, whatever I have that smells nice. Is, is, it was still smelling nice. Now, what does that mean? Even though we as Chal Yisrael by the Chet Eagle were like Mezana under the Chuppah, the Rebbein Shalom still kept Chavivus Dechsev Nosan Siv Hisriach. It says that we lost the smell. It doesn't say that it became spoiled. Okay. Our relationship with the Rebbein Shalom never becomes spoiled. It gets impacted, but it doesn't become spoiled. Tanur Rabban, the rabbis learn, so should we, Hanel Lovin, Vein, and Oven, a person. And we're getting onto this because of the word Albina, or I'm sorry, Albina, Aluva. Aluva means, again, a chutzpah. A person who receives chutzpah gets insulted. People are putting him down, but they don't respond with insult. They hear people, mamish, putting them down and they don't respond. You hold your tongue, you bite your tongue. Zuck the mission in others. That's taka rule, right? It's easier to rule over a, a country than it is to rule over your own midas. A person who's in control of his own midas, serves the Rebbe Shalom out of love. 
and is misameach even with yesurim, even when there's difficulty. Those who love Hashem will be like the sun going forward, mamish, with its full strength. Now, let's pause for a minute. What's this, mamish? Because I'm acting mamish like the Rebbeinu. You have the greatest chutzpah of us as Klal Yisrael being mezaneh by the chuppah. We're serving the Chetah Ego. We're insulting the Rebbeinu Shlom. And what does Rebbeinu Shlom do? He doesn't let it go spoil. He doesn't let it spoil. He doesn't, doesn't respond. He doesn't respond. He lets it, you know, gives it time. There's impact. Until today, our, impact, our relationship is impacted, right? And the, the, we're, still, we're still dealing with it. Even though the Rebbeinu Shlom was completely salachdi, the Rebbeinu Shlom uh, uh, forgave us, but still... The, this is this is one of the most difficult places it is to walk in lockstep with Hakadosh Baruch. Okay, that wraps up that sugya. Now today's daf, uh, we're, gonna, we're up to my prosbul. Today's daf is going to have a tremendous focus on a number of different parts of. We're going to keep talking about prosbul for a little bit. Then we get into some fascinating halachas and shmita. Okay, when do we say that shmita is mishamet stops the obligations? It's really a beautiful, beautiful daf. Let's get going. My prosbul. What does prosbul mean? Amar Rochista, Rochista says, Prosbuli Ubuti. Prosbul is an acronym for price, like a prize, it's like a reward, for bully and booty. Okay. Bully. What are bully? What? Sounds like a camp game. Yeah, a camp game. Two color war teams. Bully and booty. Now what's a bully? Elo Ashirim. The rich kids. Right there. I will break the the might that you think that you you think you have. This is referring to the bulais of Reb Yehuda. But the bulais Rashi says Ashirim. Apparently, it's Aramaic for those who are rich from Yehuda. Okay, so booty eloaniim dechsev habet tabitanu. Yeah, habet tabitanu. You should lend him money. So that's referring to the poor. So again, what is prosbul an acronym for? Says the Gemara again on the bottom, it's buli ubuti. It brings together the rich and the poor, the lender and the borrower. Amarle Rava Lila Uza. Rava said to somebody from Laz, my prosbul, what is a prosbul? You talk about a prosbul, what does that mean? What's that word? Amarle, porsa de milsa. Porsa de milsa means that it, it, it changes the matter around. Porsa changes the matter around. Okay. That, uh, wh- wh- what's it changing? The Tyra says you can't collect loans. And now that you wrote a principle, so it changes the ramifications of loans. Amr of Yudah Marshavur says, Neymar Shavu Yusayim ain't srichim prosbol. Yusayim do not need a prosbol. V'chein, and similarly... So what do you see from here? If let's say you have a, a father who lends money and he kicks the bucket. His children inherit him. The loans that are owned to dad must be paid back even after Shemitah to the Yusayim, to the orphans. Shemitah does not knock off loans that were originally owed to the father and now go to the orphans. You don't even need a prosbul. They could collect the loan Without a prosbul, even though it went through shmita. Okay, go ahead. Loans that were owed to the father. Correct. The children can collect. Children could collect without a prosbul. Correct. Yeah. Why? 
because it's like being given over to the courts. Rabbi Gamliel and his court, they're mechuyev, take care of the kids, and just the only loans that knock off are personal loans. Tananos the Milshna elsewhere, in Kaisen Prosbol ala karka. You write a prosbol only, get ready for this. Ready? When there is land, there's real estate backing up the borrow. When the borrower has real estate, so there's like a lien on that property, that's where we say you need to write a prosbol. Let's say the borrower doesn't have any karka, any land. Then the lender gives him ownership over the land in order for him to have an element of land. In other words, the, the, a, a prosbol is only affected. The way Hillel established a prosbol, the borrower must own land. Very interesting. There must be land. Fascinating stuff. The Kama Koshu, how much is land? Amr Avchil Barashi, Amr Rav, Chil Barashi is the name of Rav. Afilu Kelach Shel Kruv. Even the head of a cabbage, right? even the head of a cabbage, that, that, the, a little bit of land that holds a cabbage um, will, will uh, that's enough land to say that a prosbol is valid. Amr of Yudah says, Even if he lends him a place to place an oven, Kaisen love prosbol, you write a prosbol on it. Okay. Now, Let's just explain for a minute why we're getting into this whole land thing. Why is prosbol only effective? It's only why is prosbol only effective when there's land? The reason is because the um, prosbol was enacted for a standard loan setting. In a standard loan setting, most people own some sort of land, some sort of real estate, and therefore there is, in a normal situation, going to be uh, collateral. A collateral. It's not. I don't want to use the word collateral yet, but there's going to be something there that you have a lean on. Some mamashes. Yeah, something there that you have a lean on. Since usually you're going to have that, so Hill was Masaka when, when he created a prusbal, it was for that setting. Because that's the usual setting. So what the Gemara is saying is, if you happen to be an unusual type of borrower, you mamash have nothing, you have to put yourself into a usual setting for a prusbal to be effective. Says Gemara, Ini, it's not so of a Hatani, but we learned Hillel Inkais and Prosbul Al Al Atzitz Nakov. Hillel only wrote a Prosbulvad, only wrote a Prosbul for an Atzitz. Uh, he said a Prosbul can only be written if there's an Atzitz Nakov. That's a perforated flower pot with something that's connected to the land. Nakov in She'enai Nakov Lo. It has to be something that's a perforated flower pot, but some, and it can't be a, a non perforated flower pot. Says the Gemara, Amai, but there's a makayim. Okay, so the we should say that even the land that the perforated flower pot is sitting on, that's also a place. The Gemara says, the manach where he placed it asichi on pegs. Okay, so that's where you're gonna have a shaila if you don't. Uh, you put you put on pegs so it's sitting above the ground. Usually a perforated flower pot that's sitting on ground is certainly considered an extension of the ground. Okay. But over here, you placed it elevated, and therefore, maybe I would say, uh, and therefore, that's where we say that having a, uh, that there's a difference between a perforated flower pot and an unperforated flower pot. Okay. Ravashi Makhle Gidma the Dikla Ravashi, when he was lending money, he gave over the, uh, uh, Trunk of a deco. 
a trunk of a date palm tree, the kosavale prosbul, a trunk of a date palm tree. In other words, instead of giving the le- the borrower land, we said you have to own some sort of land to have a prosbul, even if it's like the side of a of a head of a cabbage. It says Rav Ashi didn't give over actual land; he gave her a trunk of a tree. He didn't give over a ship of his land. He's not giving away real estate. But he'll give tree that has roots in the real estate. All right? He gave him that trunk. Because of a lay prosbul. And based upon now that the borrower has a trunk, they allowed a prosbul to be written. Rabbanon, the Rav, the Rabbanon of the Yeshiva of Rav, Dodi. They would be miser. They would hand over Milayu, their words, to each other. Okay. What they would do is, says the Gemara, this is a new halacha, not to do with land, but they would actually make oral prosbuls. Oral prosbuls. They would stand in front of three people who would constitute the Besdin, and they would, whatever we find in a prosbul document, they would just use words. They didn't have it uh, written down. Rabbi Yechina Masar Mili, the Rav Chia. You're talking about for all the people they did it? Yeah, when they were in yeshiva. They considered that to be a valid prosbul, even though we didn't have an actual document. Rabbi Yehonasan Masar Mili the Rav Chia Baraba, Rabbi Yehonasan gave over to Rav Chia Baraba. Amalei Do I need to do anything else? Yeah, he gave him over. He's like, he's like, oh, that's it. No, no documents, nothing. That's right. You don't need anything else. The fact that you gave over the rights to collect the bezdin, even verbally, is enough to allow you to have a. Uh, that's considered a prosbul. Tanu Rabban of the rabbis, that's why the rabbis ain't like karka. If the borrower does not have karka, does not have land, do laraviation like karka. Listen to this. Very often on loans, they would have guarantors. So the borrower, the guy would borrow $1,000. And they would, the lender would have a guarantor. The guarantor has real estate. So is that considered enough that now is the guarantor, mamish like the borrower, where it's going to suffice? That's okay. That's okay. Is it? Because it's considered like there's, there's karka, there's land involved in this loan. What if the borrower doesn't have land, the, the, the guarantor has no land, but the, um, the borrower has somebody else that he lent money to who has karka. See, hit us like this. The borrower doesn't have land. His guarantor doesn't have land. But the borrower has access to land. How so? Because the borrower has somebody he lent money to, and the guy he and he has a lien on that guy's land. So it's kumpmir. The land is kumpmir, but I don't have it. I don't have it. So this is interesting. So then you're allowed to write prosbul because of Rav Nassim's halacha. Well-known halacha. Get ready for this. This is called Shibuda de Rav Nassim. Shibud. The claim of Rav Nassim. One of my favorite yeshivish jokes. The Tanya we learned in Rav Nassim. I'll tell you in a minute. Rav Nassim Aymer. Minayin l'naisha v'chaveray money. How do if somebody lends his friend a hundred dollars? V'chaveray v'chaveray. And then his friend lends his friend a hundred dollars. So Ruvain lends Shimon a hundred dollars. Shimon lends Levi a hundred dollars. How do I know Ruven can go straight to Levi and take the hundred dollars? Okay, that's right. It's called Shibud of Nasan. He gives it to the one who he owes the money to. Now, according to this, listen closely. This beauty. Ruven owns. Ruven lends Shimon money. Shimon 
does not have land. You can write a prosbul as long as Shimon lent Reuven money and Reuven has land. Since Reuven, according to Shibudu Dura of Nasim, Reuven can go straight to Levi to collect and Levi has land, this loan is considered to be a loan with land, with a lien, and it's a... Uh, and it's a... Uh, 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 you could use a prosbul. Got it? Even if Shimon doesn't have, but since Levi has and he owns Shimon... And, and Reuven has a right to go straight to Levi. It's considered like there's land involved in the loan. Now, one of my favorite Jewish jokes when it comes to yeshivish jokes, not Jewish, yeshivish jokes, is why the brisker pour the chalent onto his pillow? Why the brisker pour his pot of chalent on his pillow? The answer is, she booed the dervnas. That's the joke. Now, why is it a yeshivish joke? So it goes like this. The chalent goes into the yid, and the yid goes into the bed. So why did Brisker put on to his pillow? Why should I take the pillow? I'll pour the chalent into my bed. Shibudur of Nasim. Yeah? Put it straight there. Who needs, who needs to go into me? All right, Yeshiva Shijok. Different ways to do it. All right, here we go. Tan Hassan, we learned in the mission elsewhere. Hashviyez, Mishmet Zamal Malve, Shemitah removes a loan. Beim Bishtar, Beim Shaloy Bishtar. Whether or not there is a document. Okay. Says the Gemara, Rav Shmuel, Damit Rav Shmuel, will say, Bishtar, what do you mean with a star? Vosmeint, what do you mean with a star? It means star, Sheyesh, boy, you have a document that has in it, Achrayas Nechosim. You have a document that has in it, Mamash Achrayas Nechosim, where there is a lien on the Nechosim, a lien on the property. Shalai Bishtar, Ain by Achrayas Nechosim. But let's say there's no document, so then there's no lien on the Nechosim on the property. Koshkein Milvalpeh, how much more so? Do we say that Shemitah is going to knock off a loan that's done verbally? So Rav Yechonam, Rav Shemim, and Lakish, Dam, Tavai, Rav Yechonam, Rav Shemim, Lakish, say, Bishtar, what do I mean that there's a, there's a loan with a star? It means, Shtar She'em, by Achrayis Nechosim. It's a, it's a loan that does not have Achrayis Nechosim. There's no real property backing up the loan. Shalai Bishtar, Milval Peh. What does it mean, Shalai Bishtar? There's no document, it means Milval Peh. He lent with, uh, it was a verbal agreement, there was a, an oral agreement. But let's say, I have a document, where there is no, there is no, achrayis, uh, is no responsibility. So then, so then, the Shemitah is not going to knock off that loan. And I'll prove it to you. We have a Braisa supporting Rabbi Yechidon and his Heilige brother, Rabbi Shem ben Lakish. If you have a document of the loan, then but then Shemitah does remove the Chiyuv, does remove the, the loan completely. But if there is a lien on the property, then it doesn't knock off the loan. Tanya Yidach, we learned in a Braisa, uh, similarly, Let's say, the, uh, there was a they specified a field for the Halva. So then Eina Mishamit, Shemitah does not lock, knock it off. I want to pause for a minute and, and let's give an overview of what's, what's happening over here. This Gishmak, it's Mamash Gishmak. So here we go. Loans. Let me, let, let's take a step back, Kavri. Ready? Ready? All right. So we have, we have loans. I lend Rabiel some uh, 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 $1,000. Come Shemitah. Does Shemitah knock off the loan? Yes. 
Huh? Well, Shmita not going to flow. Yeah. I have to give you a note that I owe you. Okay. Right. What do you owe me? I write a piece of paper. I owe you a thousand dollars. No, but now it's Shmita. I can't collect it. Well, okay. So here we go. Ready? But you so, have that, but you have that piece of paper. I have the piece of paper, but the Torah says Shmita knocks off a loan. So right. ready for this? There's one type of loan where I lend money and. I don't have a lien on anything of yours. Shemitah will knock off that loan, let's say. What happens if I have a lien on your property? Does Shemitah knock off that loan? You're going to say, what's the difference? Talk to me, no? What's going on? Let's say I have a lien on your property. One, you specify a piece of property when there was no specifications. Well, what about if there is a specific piece of property? It doesn't make it. It's the same thing. Oh, so listen here. I'll tell you why it's not the same thing. You ready for this? It's the same oh, thing. Pause. Hold on. Hold on. If I have a lien, you mean to say that? I just want to fight. That's all I want to do. I just want to argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. See so here we go. <laughs> I had to bite my mouth too much today. Yeah, I'm ready to strike in the base finish. If I have. If I have a loan and I have a lien on your real property and now it's Shemitah, perhaps we should view the fact that I have a lien like I already collected it. Yeah. But if I already collected it, Shemitah should not go off that loan. No. No. Oh, uh, well, no, no. Well, what second? What's the problem? If, is a, maybe if you have a if you have a lien, I have a lien on your property. Your property so why should Shmita knock it off? It's already Shemitah, considered like I collected Shemitah, it. Shmita knocks off the note. No, no, no. Well, Shmita like, doesn't knock off the lien. Shmita knocks off loans. If I already collected it, it's not a loan. It's col- it's a collected loan. No, but but a, a lien, in which case Shmita is irrelevant. Is not a collected correct. Loan. What? Huh? He said, in which case, Shemitah would be irrelevant. But you keep going. No, I'm saying sh- the, if you, the lien yeah. on my land, which protects me, you, like, to give you your yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, right, to make sure I get money back. Right. Since I know for sure I'm getting my money back, perhaps, here's the lumdus, ready? Perhaps Shemitah only knocks off things that are uncollected loans. Perhaps a lien, we can view it like it's already quasi-collected. Right. Because I have rights to your land. Yeah. In which case, Shemitah would be... How do you phrase it, Steve? How'd you say? Irrelevant. It would be irrelevant. In which Shemitah would be irrelevant. It's not knocking off a loan. I already have a lien on the property. Right. So that's one, that, that's one thought to keep in mind. And then we should keep in mind what happens if I lend money and I have a lien on a specific property. Let's say it's not just I have a lien on all your real estate. Let's say you set up a specific piece of property to be for me to have a lien on. Maybe we'll say in such a case, there's, it's even considered even more collective. And now let's take case number three. Maybe, what if you have a property that you gave to me as a collateral? It's officially a collateral. It's not like I have a lien on it. You gave me property as a collateral, right? So now a collateral, it's already in my possession. So it would be considered like the loan is already collected right. and Shemitah should not knock that off. Right. So what our Bryson now is going to do in the Gemara is to say how collected is collected to make it that even though it's Shemitah, you, the, the loan never, the, 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 the obligation never fell off because I already had rights to collect. So that's what we're going to get into right now.
All right, we got 10 minutes. We have a lot of daft to cover. So let's get going. Tani Dok looked at Bryce similarly. See him, I saw the Akas Balbasoi. If the borrower set aside a specific piece of land for the Alba in a Mishamit, so the Shemitah does not knock off that loan because I have a lien on a specific piece of land. Not only that. Even if the borrower wrote, oh, my property is going to go to you, guess what? Once you have a lien on the property, Shemitah does not knock it off. It's already considered partially collected. Story, the relative of Ravasi had a star, had a document of owing money. In there, there was a lien on property. There's a lien on the property here. So, is Shemitah going to knock off the loan? He said to him, Shemitah does not knock off a loan if there's, if there's real estate that we have a lien on. So, he left Ravasi and he came in front of Ravasi. Yeah. Not a smart thing to do. Once you ask a rabbi a question, you get an answer, move on. But he asked another rabbi. All right. So he went to Rabbi Yechon. Amar Lehi. Huh? No, we are short on time. Amar says to him, Mishamit. Shemitah does not go alone, even though there's a lien. Oh, oh, one second. Now we got a, now we have Machlaikas Bruin, Gewalt. Oh, so Rabbi Yechon, 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 it does knock off the loan. But you said the lender does not lose his rights to collect the loan. Just because you think that's the halacha, that's what we do. In other words, all I was doing was explaining a mission over there. I wasn't trying to give a psak halacha. Very important, uh, very important story. Um, you have to know the context that I gave an answer in. Yeah, he thought the question was, says Rabbi Yechon. I thought the question was, I had to explain a Mishnah. I didn't know somebody was asking me, Allah Lamais over here. But we have a Brisa passing like, like, uh, the, like uh, the, um, uh, Rabbi Yechonon. Amar Lehi. Amar says to Maybe that sheet is Bishamai, the Amri, Star Ha'imid Ligvois, Kigabu Dami Holds a Star that's meant to be collected, is already considered collected, and that's why Shemitah is not going to knock off the loan. Tanan Hassan, we learned in the mission elsewhere. Hamalvis, Kaveir, and Salamashkin. Somebody lends his friend money with a full fledged collateral. So this is the next step, okay? What we gave in is we, before we were talking about it, lien with specific property. Now there's a loan and there's a Mashkin, there's a full fledged collateral. So the collateral is already in the hands of the lender when it comes Shemitah. The person hands over his document of loan to Bezdin, in a Mishamtin, Shmita does not knock off the loan. Zaktigumar, Vishma, Maiser, Staris, the Bezdin, Sunday, when somebody gives over his documents to Bezdin, that Shmita doesn't knock off the loan to Tufsi, Luhubedina. Now a Bezdin is going to grab the rights to collect, and when the terrorist says Shmita knocks off a loan, it just says that an individual doesn't have a right to go collect. But a Bezdin always has a right to go collect. So I gave it over to Bezdin, and now I'm, I'm cool. Everything's gavalt. But just because somebody lends with a mashkin, with a collateral, why, why isn't Shemitah knocking off the loan? You know why it doesn't knock off the loan? Because there's no loan. When I took a collateral, it's as if I'm, I've already collected. So you could only... It, it, the, it, what, what's happening like this, a lumbus of collateral is, it becomes mine. It's in your hand. It's in my hands, mamish. So it's like it's collected, but me and you have a separate agreement, and that is at X amount of time, I'll give it back to you if you pay me up the money. But Lamaisa, right now it's considered fully paid, right. says Rava. Amalei Abai, Abai says, Almeata, but now, Hilvo, if somebody lends money, the Darbach 
and he lives in the borrower's chatzir, the toughest lay, where he's holding on to it. Hachanami deloy meshamni. You say he's not meshamni. He says like this: What happens if the if the uh, lender gives a thousand dollars to the borrower, and he's living in the borrower's basement? All right. So are you going to say that the fact that he's living in the borrower's basement is going to make it that Shemitah doesn't, doesn't uh, knock off the debt? Because it's like you're holding on to something of your mamish living in the guy's domain. He says, let me explain. Shiny mashkin, living in your lender's domain is different than a collateral. Let me explain a collateral. Dumber of Yisuk, Yisuk teaches us, how do you know when somebody lends money, it's as if he's mamish, he now owns the mashkin. He now owns that. Shenamar ulecha, tia tzedaka. When you lend money for you, it's going to be tzedaka. Im einoi kaina tzedaka minayin. If he does not, if he's not kaina the mashkon, if he's not, doesn't acquire the collateral, tzedaka minayin, why do we consider when you give the money back, well, I'm sorry, when you give the, the collateral back, it's tzedaka. Mikan the balchayv, shekayna mashkin. Here you see a balchayv acquires a, uh, acquires a mashkin. Okay. Now what this means like this, just quickly, there are certain collaterals that the lender takes, you're obligated to give back at certain points, and at certain needs. Okay. So, right, if he needs it at night, whatever. So, and we call it tzedakah, when you give it back. So the Gemara says, so the fact that we're calling it tzedakah, if it's still the borrowers, I wouldn't call it tzedakah. You're giving back what's his. I would call it tzedakah as a proof that when I go at a collateral, it's already collected, it's mine. And I'm doing you a taiva by letting you use it until the money is actually paid back. elsewhere, top of base. Somebody returns a chayv alone to his friend. Bishviyas during shemitah. The lender must say there's been shemitah. So you have somebody who shows up middle shemitah year. He says, "Here, you lent me a thousand dollars last year. I'm paying you back." The lender has to say, "On excuse me, you don't need to pay me back. It's shemitah, and I lost the rights to collect." If the lender says, even so, I want to give you the money, you take it back from him, and this is the words of the Shemitah. Okay, which means, all you're obligated to do is tell the borrower, say to the borrower, the Shemitah means, you say to the borrower, you don't need to pay me back. But if you said that, you're absolutely allowed to, you're, uh, you're absolutely allowed to take it. As long as you tell him. Say to the borrower. Say to the borrower, it's Shmita. So you, I'm not allowed to ask you for it. So you, you're not Shmita knocked off the yeah. loan. And, and then what happens? He says, "Afal piken." He says, "I still want to give you the money." So is that the matan? And then what? And then what? You're allowed to take it. You're allowed to take it. Yeah. I would think that the Torah says you're not allowed to take it. You're not allowed to take it. No, it's, it's, not, it's not even coming as a matan. It seems the, the chiyuv of Shmita is to say it to the lender that you don't need to give it. to Omar Rab Rabba says, Vatani Lay Ad Domar Haki. That um that, that um if the uh, borrower if the borrower doesn't say uh Afal Pikain, the lender could pressure him. He could hang him from a tree. <laughs> what it means is he could pressure him. And he could say, I still expect you to pay me back. Yeah? I can still expect you to pay me back. Okay? Because I told you that there's a that there's shmita, okay. So it's basically force. There's an element of force here, arm twisting. We'll call you not. We're not, we're not talking about killing the guy. 
What I mean, you're, you're allowed to pressure him to ultimately, u- ultimately pay back. We'll, we'll talk in a moment. Aceway, uh, I have a challenging question. One second. When he gives the money to the loan, to, to the lender after Shemitah, he shouldn't say, I'm giving this money to pay my debt. He says, according to Abaye, Abaye is coming with a whole different approach than we said before. Before the approach was, it's a loan, and you're obligated to say. Comes on Abaye, Abaye says, no, 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 this is not a din in loans. Loans fell off. You, what happens is, it's a matana. You're not going to give a gift. Amalei, Tani Nami, Amarachi. But um, that uh, he's basically forcing him to say, I'm giving it to you as a gift. E- either way. Abai, uh, uh, says the Gemara story, and we'll end with this Misa. Abba Marmarta, who Abba Bar Menyumi, Abba Marmarta, who was also known as Abba Bar Menyumi, have a Masik Bay Rabba Zuze, he owed money to Rabba. I seen and he came to pay back Rabba during Shemitah. Amalei Mishamit, and Rabba said, the Shemitah knocked off the loan. Shaklinu Azal. So he left. He said, okay, I'll take my money. I'll get in tug. Have a wonderful day. Asah Bayi, Abayi came. And he found that Rabba was down in the dumps. He was upset that he lost his money. Amalei, Amai, Atsev, Mar. Why are you upset about Amalei? He says, Rabba, Haki, Because I lent this guy money. He came back. I told him he doesn't have to. And he didn't do. He didn't give it back to me. So Azla Gabay Abai went to take on Abba, went to take on the borrower. Amrle says to him, I'm Did you bring money to Rabba? Amrle and he says, Yeah, Amrle, Umay Amrlah, what Rabba say to you? Amrle Mishamidani, he says that he can't collect it. Amrle, but Amrle Afabikin, did you say to him, even though I want to give you the money, I still want to give it to you? Amrle Lai. He said, No, I didn't say that. Amrle, he says, Vi Amrle Afabikin, if you would have said, I still want to pay you back, Habashakilamalah, then he would have taken the money from you. Hash to me as now that you didn't do it, still go back to him, and give him that money. Meaning, what we're learning from this Gemara is, even though, biblically, you cannot ask for the money back, and you have to say it, once you say it, it's still right for the lender to pay back. It's wrong for a lender to not give the money back. That's what we're learning from this story. For the borrower, I'm sorry. Yeah, for the borrower to not pay back. He went, he, gave, he came to Rabbi, and he said, you know, Rabbi, I want to give you the money. Rabbi took the money, and Amar, and he said, that this, uh, the, uh, I'm a yeshiva guy, and I've been trained how to think, but I didn't have the uh, original guts to, uh, to, for, for me to go after Abba Bar Marta, uh, you know, in this way. But Baruch Hashem for Abai. Abai, uh, Abai stood up for Rab. Okay, we'll hold it here. We're a little bit behind. Baruch Hashem will, uh, tomorrow morning on Erev Shabbos. We'll pick up from here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.